Welcome to the Forward Minds podcast, where we meet entrepreneurs and innovators focusing on creating a more sustainable future. Listen to their stories and discover how they are shaping a new lifestyle. I'm Joy Asfar, founder of the Forward Lab. As Casa Farini, we want to become the go-to destination for innovative textiles for the home. That the reason why bamboo is not as good is because of the toxic solvents used to actually prepare the fiber. That I always question things. I'm like, you know, why am I doing this? What impact am I leaving? There was a very strong anti-hemp lobby. Many industrialists saw hemp as a, I would say, almost a threat. My guest today is Vela Stankati, founder of Casa Farini, a brand of luxury bed sheets made from 100% hemp. Hemp is attracting a lot of attention recently with a 62% increase of the European production. It's a super plant used in a wide variety from fashion to beauty. Hemp has thermoregulating properties, making it the perfect choice for bed linens. We dive in the world of hemp with Viola and discover her amazing brand, Casa Parini. Hi, Viola. Thank you so much for being here on The Forward Minds. Uh, we're very excited to have you and to hear all about your brand and more specifically hemp. Yes. Hi, Joy. It's such a pleasure to be here and to talk about what I love the most, which is definitely hemp um, and especially with you. So thank you for, for having me. Amazing. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to launch Casa Parini? In the story of your brand, you talk about your grandfather. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, sure. I mean, um, I lived in, in the UK for, for almost 10 years become, before coming back to Italy to launch Casa Padini. And in, within those years, I kind of worked in various guises in the creative industries. I was actually in the music industry before. But then um, I, I kind of started working in communication and PR. Um, and I, I ended up uh, focusing on on fashion and sustainability um, communication. So it kind of became my, my thing. And uh, my last job in, in London was actually advising uh, brands and other, you know, and, and suppliers along the, you know, textile supply chain, um, with regards to, um, you know, kind of good business practices. I would advise them on, you know, sustainable business practices, innovation textile, you know, innovative textiles, uh, and and that kind of led me to specialize a bit in in sustainable and innovative fibers. And I kind of started to gradually get obsessed with with hemp, uh, in that it's it's such an incredible. Um, incredible plant uh, for many reasons, which I hope we can unfold. And so that's kind of how it started. I, I, I specialize in textiles. I, I started learning about hemp and the amazing properties of hemp. And I, I just thought, you know, there's there's no one that is really using it within the, the bedding industry. Um, I remember touching this amazing text, uh, hemp uh, fabric in the U.S. on a trip. And I was like, why isn't anyone, you know, using it um, for, for bedding? And so kind of that's how the idea started. And, and with regards to my, my grandfather, well, Casa Parini, the name of the brand actually comes um, from Via Parini, which is a road in Turin in Italy, where I, where I come from. Um, and on Via Parini, my, my grandfather actually used to run a, a textile factory. Um, he used to, yeah, he used to make um, military uniforms and sort of uh, professional apparel for, for, for soldiers and, and police officers. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it was a different, slightly different uh, vibe, but um, the space today is still the same. The same. So we, we're working from there. All, all of our products are are made by hand uh, in the space where my grandfather used to run his. That's amazing. That's really exciting. I love the fact that you're going back to um, to the basics. Yeah, 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 definitely. Fun. <laughs> so yeah, so you decided to focus on homeware and more specifically bed linens. You uh, you work from your grandfather's old office. 
I want to start with the basics about hemp, which is basically, you know, the core of your brand. Can you give us some general idea of what is hemp, where it comes from? Yeah, I mean, if we really have to start from the basics, well, as, as you probably know, it is, is it's a plant. So it's a long fiber plant, quite similar to um, jute or flax, but it comes from the cannabis sativa species, what you know, most people know is, is cannabis. So cannabis sativa species, uh, well, has two, two different plants, which is hemp and marijuana. Marijuana, uh, is, is what, you know, contains the THC, the psychoactive component that gives you sort of the high traditionally associated with, associated with marijuana. Whereas hemp is, is sort of the, the other, the other one, which has less THC and it's, yeah, it's a plant. It's originally, it comes from Central Asia. Uh, and specifically China is sort of considered the birthplace of hemp. But it, it does grow across like the whole world, really, across, you know, the U.S., Canada, in Europe. Obviously, we, we had a strong tradition of, of, of hemp, of growing hemp. In Italy, especially, uh, actually until Second World War, the Second World War, we were um, the, second, um, the second largest producers of hemp and specifically textile hemp specifically in a region called, uh, in the north, called Emilia-Romagna. And, uh, and yeah, so this is it. I mean, especially when it comes to textile hemp uh, in Europe and in Italy in particular, we had a very strong tradition of the production. So, so as you mentioned before, when we chatted about your brand privately, you, you had said that there is a slight mystery, and I like that word, around hemp. Why do you think it's a lesser known fabric or kind of a lesser used fabric? Why do you think there's this mystery around it? Maybe from the fact that it's also associated with cannabis, but why do you think it hasn't been as used or advertised in fashion or in homeware? That's, that's a good point. I mean, it's interesting because actually hemp, uh, until the 40s, it was, it was actually extensively used across the world for fiber production. What happened, so for many, for many, many years, um, for centuries, I would say, I mean, it was very much used for textiles. What happened in the last century is that it's been, well, it, it has been completely displaced by cotton and then later by, you know, with the advent of synthetic fibers. It kind of was replaced by these other fi uh, fibers, mostly because it was convenient to do so. There was a very strong anti-hemp lobby. Um, and industrialists saw sort of hemp as a, I would say, almost a threat, especially to the synthetic fiber industry. Uh, and also the industry of wood, oil, cotton, because it's, it's such an incredibly versatile fabric. I actually think that it was very much seen as, as, as a threat to many other industries. Um, so I think that's what happened. A lot of people don't know about it simply because there was a very, a very uh, sort of well-thought campaign to kind of make people, you know, forget about it. So obviously, as a result, the know-how behind it, the know-how uh, in terms of, of how it's, it can be produced and turned into textiles died. It kind of had a bit of a, um, a revival probably, you know, in the 60s with the hippies, uh, hence why today we kind of associate it very much with kind of that a little bit still with that, with that kind of uh, culture and vibe. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it's less, it's not as well known for very, very political reasons, actually, which is interesting. But yeah, that made total sense. People wanted to push more cotton and, you know, polyester and these type of fabrics that we are actually now trying to avoid, which, so the circle goes back to where it started. Totally. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about the knowledge about making, you know, turning hemp into a fabric. Uh, what's the process? Is it very complicated? The, the thing about hemp is, hemp is that it, it's a very tough sort of um, fiber. So the, the raw material is quite difficult to break down. Um, and so, so I mean, I, 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 
probably can't go through the very technical details as, as that it's not sort of my expertise, but definitely um, it, 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 it requires very specific machines that can break, break down fiber. And what, what happened when we lost the know-how, we also lost uh, the ability to kind of create, you know, sort of sophisticated machinery to, to work the, the fiber into textiles. And uh, it, so, so, yeah, obviously it requires very specific machines that are often quite expensive. And because in Europe we don't have a very large production of it, um, many people don't think it's, you know, it's worth the investment um, so that's why we, we don't really have a big, a big production in Europe. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. And so you said that you started, you know, researching fabrics and you got your head into innovative fabrics and sustainable fabrics. Um, why did you choose hemp versus another sustainable fabric? What are the particularities of hemp that really attracted you? Oh, there's so many. Um, <laughs> so, well, for a start, I mean, even if you just compare it, I mean, obviously, Cotton is, is the first other fiber that comes to mind. I mean, I'll, I'll just give you a very, very easy to digest sort of um, example. I mean, for example, to grow one, one kilogram of hemp fiber, you need about 300 to 500 liters of water uh, against the 20,000 liters of, of, of water used up by cotton. So, I mean, in terms, so in terms of, um, of water usage, it's extremely, I mean, uh, less water dependent. It doesn't just literally doesn't have a thirst for water as much as cotton does. Even when it comes to organic cotton, I mean, even organic cotton needs, you know, it's great because it doesn't use pesticides, but in terms of water usage, again, it's, it's disastrous. So obviously I was attracted by hemp because of the incredible um, sort of environmental benefits in terms of water usage. It's also naturally um, organic in that it doesn't really require many pesticides to grow, uh, unlike other, other fibers and other fabrics. And even, you know, obviously the other obvious one is, you know, some people also ask me why, why not bamboo or, you know, there's, which is also amazing. It's extremely soft. And for example, with bamboo, I mean, even though it's, it's the cultivation is highly sustainable. So it's quite similar in terms of, uh, you know, quite similar to hemp. Um, it's the processing of bamboo that is, is, is quite damaging and simply because uh, well in order to process the bamboo which is viscose uh, there's a lot of um toxic solvents in the process which are harm harmful uh, whereas on the other hand uh, hemp is very manual and although it does use some chemicals uh they just are simply not as harmful as what is used to process bamboos so yeah i was interested in hemp in terms of its sustainability just um attributes yeah, yeah and then and also met for many other reasons it's extremely durable compared to, to other fabrics. And something that you actually mention um, on your website and when you uh, advertise your brand, it's that they have, uh, hemp has thermoregulating properties, which I find yeah. really interesting, actually. Yeah, well, it, that's why I think it's, it's so great for, um, for garments, but also for bed sheets and that. So by thermoregulating, uh, um, we mean obviously that it's able to keep you very warm in winter and cool in the summer. So unlike what many people think that, you know, a lot of people associate maybe hemp or also, you know, linen sheets with, with the summer. Um, it, it couldn't be further from the truth in the sense that it's, it's an extremely, it's actually um, great for, for every season. Um, so yeah, so hemp is, is not only a very resistant fiber; it's it's very breathable, but also um, it kind of it's kind of insulating in a way, um, and and also when it comes to its antibacterial properties, it's it's fantastic in that it kind of I mean it, with some it kind of is able to fight off some bacteria, 
which means that your garments and also your bed sheets, in our case, you know, are able to kind of be clean for longer, uh, which as a result means, you know, less washes. So th- that's not to say that I'm, you know, encouraging not to wash clothes or not to wash your bed sheets, but obviously uh, it's nice, you know, when, when you, you know that you can, you can maybe keep them for a bit longer. Um, so so it's, it's a really, it's definitely like a, a super crop in, in so many ways. It really is a super crop. And you mentioned bamboo. It's funny because it was in my question that I didn't ask, like, why didn't you pick bamboo? And I find it really interesting that you mentioned that the reason why bamboo is not as good is because of the toxic solvents used to actually prepare the fiber. And I think it's something that people don't really know about that fiber. So, yeah, we never really know what's behind the scenes when it take, when we need to basically transform a fiber into a fabric. So it's really interesting. Yeah, absolutely, right? Because, I mean, bamboo is, is, I mean, one should always question, like, why why is it so soft? I think that it, my, my first question when I first, uh, you know, touched bamboo sheets was, why, how can they be so soft? Well, it's all about how, you know, obviously they're, they're processed. And, uh, you know, yeah, bamboo is, is a sort, is a kind of, uh, well, it's viscose in the end. Um, so, so, yeah, so basically to make them that soft, obviously it requires a lot of, of solvents to to. Um, break down the the fiber. Uh, something that with hemp is not is not really needed. With hemp, it's it's more a matter of of how you work the the yarns. Um, yeah, uh, which you can make them thicker or lighter, but it's it's just a matter of, of processing them. So I, I want to circle back to your brand, Casa uh, Pahini. Um, the first question that I have about that is uh, the colors that you choose are really amazing. I, I really like them. They're very soft colors. You you actually really want to jump in bed when you see them. Um, <laughs> how, how do you find these colors? Is it, you know, are they natural dyes? Is it easy to dye hemp? What's the process behind that? Yeah, so, well, I'm, I'm, I appreciate it. I'm glad you you, you sort of like our, our range. Obviously, it was it was a bit, bit of a bet at the beginning because it's not kind of your standard colors for sheets, but I th- just thought it kind of made sense. You know, I didn't just want to launch, you know, a brand with white sheets. It kind of just didn't make any sense for me. It was it was a way to kind of, you know, stand out in a very, in a very um, you know, busy, noisy uh, market, first of all. So if I have to say it in a, in a kind of purely business sense, but also I just love color. It just brings me so much joy. Um, and, um, and so in terms of, of how we chose uh, the, the dyes, it's, it's such a delicate, uh, you know, topic uh, for me when it comes to dyes. Um, obviously, we would have loved to focus on natural dyeing and we, we have that in mind for some projects. We're working on a line, for example, of bed covers using, um, you know, plant-based dyes. But for sheets, obviously, it's a bit more complicated in the sense that, you know, bed sheets require frequent washes. Um, but what we did, and again, it, it, not all chemicals, we have to remember also that not all chemicals are bad. I mean, we are made of, of chemicals in the sense it's all about what kind of chemicals we use, not really just whether we use them or not, uh, I, I do. I do firmly believe that. And in our case, what we focused on were uh, dyes that were azo-free, so um, they lack all those uh, toxic uh, substances. And unfortunately, ninety percent of what we wear, uh, of the fabrics, you know, and textiles we have around us every day, um, have. So, um, so we we kind of focused on providing dyes that were azo-free, which which was super important for us. Um, and yeah, so, so in, in terms of, you know, dyeing the fabric, absolutely. It's like any other, 
other fabric it's it's quite resistant um, yes it's exactly the same obviously when it comes to chemical dyes um with, with natural dyes I, I again i'm a big fan i've written a lot about natural dyes also because i occasionally also write about these topics from fashion magazines and um i'm, I'm a promoter of of, of natural dyes it's just uh it's more in the perception of people that think that things that are not you know really bright and colorful there's it means that there's something wrong you know with them when actually it's just about training the eye to accept that actually even if the color fades after a certain time it's also fascinating because it's just how it is it's just nature doing its its thing absolutely i mean i'd love, I'd love to 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 go deeper into that topic of natural dyes for a minute you seem to be you know an expert in that topic why don't you tell us a little bit more about, you know, what's, because I'm not sure everybody knows exactly what it means that it's natural dyes. What would you use to, to dye naturally, actually? How does it work, you know, if you were to, to dye your bed sheets naturally, how would you do it? Yeah, well, I mean, again, it's, it's an art, like anything else. I mean, again, um, the problem with natural dyes, it's because it's still a very, uh, um, how can I say, artisanal practice. Uh, the problem with natural dyes, it's, it's that it, we still haven't found a way to kind of scale up the use of dyes that are not sort of chemical based. So uh, that's a problem. Cause I mean, if it was easy, um, we would have probably found a solution to kind of the immense, you know, problem around uh, chemical dyes, you know, uh, and what they do to our river streams. And, but um, how, how does it work? I mean, I, I work with artisans, for example, in, in Piedmont that are literally, uh, you know, dye, dyeing experts. Um, and it's, it's very artisanal. You literally, um, well, you, the, the people I work with in Piedmont have, um, gardens, you know, where they have flowers and, and, and different plants that are specifically, um, used to, to dye, you know, dye textiles. And then it, there's a whole process where you, you need to get a very big, uh, sort of, um, pot, uh, you know, and you kind of boil this water. It almost looks like something coming out of a, I don't know, like a, a witchcraft, you know, you have these big pots of water and then you put these like um, piece, flowers and, and uh, you know, pieces of wood and, and then the kind of color comes out and then you literally embed the, the fabric inside and, and then, you know, uh, let them out to dry. And it's, it's an extremely, you know, manual and artisanal way of, of doing things. Uh, when it comes to kind of large, larger scale natural dyeing te techniques i'm afraid you know it, it's still I, I i can't really think of of yeah i mean there are companies that are that are working in that direction uh but obviously you know the the, the colorways are still are, aren't many you know but but it's i'm not saying it's impossible but uh, you know it's for at least how we were trying to work with it it's it's still very artisanal so, Diola, I wanted to um, also talk about the social impact of your brand, because uh, not only are you a very environmental friendly brand, but you also have social impact very uh, woven into the uh, DNA of your brand. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you work with a social impact company in Italy with some women who, who do the sheets. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um I think, yeah, when, when I sort of started off Casa Perini, for me, it kind of just made, again, it made sense to um, work in, you know, give also some, give something back or kind of in, engage with the, with my local community. And I came across this 
this amazing social enterprise in Sartoria Lab called Colori Vivi. They're actually members of the um, Caring Foundation. Um, and, um, and, and yeah, so we reach out to them. Uh, they were based in Turin, which was great. So it's kind of where, where I was based as well. And, and yeah, and, and so they were, when, when I reached out to them, um, they were actually looking for a new space. Um, they're, they're a Sartoria Lab and they have, dif- they have different, uh, they don't work only for me. They work for different, different brands and they also have their own line of clothing. And what they do is they, they train, they, they train and employ, um, women from disadvantaged backgrounds, mostly, uh, refugee women, um, coming from sort of the African continent, uh, that are based, are based in Italy and they kind of trained them in the, in the art of tailoring, which, and kind of, you know, as a result, give them the skills and, and, and the economic independence to kind of, to, to, to work. And so I started working with them. And when I reached out, they were looking for a new space. They didn't have a, they were leaving the, the old um, lab, uh, Atelier. And, and we, we had this space in, in Via Parini, it's free. Um, our old sort of, our old people that were renting it before uh, were, were gone. And, and so I was like, why don't you, why don't you go there? It's, it's a bigger space. Um, it also gives me a chance to kind of have my own, you know, stock of things Sort of it's it's quite big because it's on two floors and sort of that that's kind of how it started. Um, we we really started the project together. I mean, and uh, so they work with you in in Casa Parini, the the office. I mean, the atelier. Yeah, yeah. So where we basically have our so our sort of our lab where where we stock all of our you know finished products is is where so on the top floor is is where the the seamstresses work. Um, they're they're all um, they work alongside uh, professional um tailors and, and seamstresses um and uh that are also some of them are you know are, are it's teach at the fashion school um in turin and uh, and yeah and and they are amazing um the quality is extremely high um and it's just a joy kind of they're mostly women there's a few men as well but it, it's mostly kind of women and it's just a nice feeling you know to know that obviously if, if things go well for us um as i hope they keep it will keep going well um it goes well for them as well you know for them too and it's it's, it's great you know when absolutely and they're and they're you know they're growing with you they're part of a project from the beginning and must be very empowering for them yeah it's empowering for them it's empowering for me because it gives me purpose it gives me a reason to you know because sometimes it's it's easy as for me at least maybe because that's how i'm I'm wired in my brain that i always question things and i'm like you know why am i doing this is it really the most like you know, what impact am I leaving? And, uh, you know, is it really worth the, you know, my, my time? And, and then, you know, things, when I, when I go to the lab and I see this woman and, and, and you know, the kind of the, the joy and the dedication they, they have in, in what they do. And it just, it just, yeah, it just helps. It makes yes. everything easier. I get that. And um, what, so what's next for Casa Barini? You're a very young brand. Uh, you started recently. So I'm sure, you know, you've had, you have a lot on your plate, but are you, you know, what are your dreams, You I would say, for Casa Bahini in the next couple of years? Are you looking to expand the, ra- the range? Maybe, although I know hemp is part of your DNA, but maybe try out some new innovative fabrics. Um, what's next? Absolutely. I mean, that's definitely one. I mean, as Casa Parini, we kind of want to become literally, we, you know, we'd love to become literally the home for the go-to destination for, you know, sort of innovative textiles 
for for the home. Um, and in that regard, uh, you're exactly right. I mean, hemp is is great, and I, I want that. To, you know, for us, it was important. It was kind of our hero product, and for me, it was important to kind of launch with that. But we're also working um, on a line actually of, of cotton sheets, but uh, using um, a quite innovative fiber that is sort of a blend of, of recycled cotton where we're in touch with this amazing company in Spain called Recover that they've created this this really innovative fiber made you know from recycled cotton and so for me you know having a cotton line is is good because it allows us to diversify and also you know to provide a product for people that you know maybe for some reason just prefer you know cotton sheets which is is totally fine as much as our you know our sheets are amazing and extremely soft and and everyone loves them whoever you know gets to try them but i realize you know some people are just you know more into cotton and i and and so for me it was essential if i you know to if i wanted to incorporate cotton i just didn't want to just it to be any cotton bedding so yeah so we're working on on this new fiber with with recover in spain and i hope hopefully by the end of this year we'll have we'll have it sort of nailed and 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 finalized and then yeah i would like to add tableware it's obviously our fabric is is quite versatile in that sense there's so much you you can do uh, but i think again it's good to just also do do it i'd rather do fewer things slowly uh well and then you know gradually um, and also see, you know, I think as a brand, you need to be flexible, especially because we're quite, you know, new. I mean, accept sometimes that maybe maybe things won't go exactly as you had in mind when you first started. And for example, tableware wasn't, for example, my, I hadn't really thought about tableware at first. Everyone's been asking me about it. So then I was like, wait, maybe that's what I should do because everyone's, you know, asking me to, you know, for tablecloths. And I was like, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, think, I think homeware... Um, has been having a bit of a boost recently. Uh, you know, people love to take care of their homes. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, Instagram accounts where you follow people to see how they're like doing their tables and, you know, also bed covers. Yeah, the home has been, I think since COVID, obviously, you know, took a very different place in everybody's lives. So definitely, you know, accessories for that would be, uh, I think, would be very well received. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, things that are maybe, you know, done beautiful things, but are, that are also kind of responsibly made yeah. and, and designed. I think it kind of just makes, yeah. It's just... Do you have like waste from your fabric at all? Yeah, yeah, we have, yeah. well, absolutely. Well, I mean, we have like offcuts, obviously yeah. from the, the bed sheets, which we use to make, for example, now we're making a line of, speaking of tableware, a line of napkins. Oh, there you go. Um, and and we, we use the kind of offcuts for, for the napkins. Amazing. And the runners and like, sort of, yeah, so so it's great because it means that nothing goes goes to waste. Okay, amazing. Well, I have one last question uh, that, we, that I ask usually all my guests. Um, it's if you had to give us two or three tips on, uh, you know, having a sustainable life, what would they be? Or if you want to share with us the three last switches that you've made, you know, for example, I switched very recently uh, to something very concrete. Basically, I changed my uh, dishwasher tablets to uh, to eco-friendly ones, which I've never done before. I don't know why. Um, I've done, you know, bigger switches before than, than this one, uh, but that's my recent one. Uh, and I'm very proud of it. <laughs> so yeah, what are your what are your switches or your tips for a sustainable life? Yeah, well, speaking of sort of in the same field uh, in terms of washing machine, I've actually um, recently after years, I don't know why I haven't done it before, but um, I bought the, the filter okay. for for the washing machine. Um, there's like many different ones. I, I bought the guppy bags, yes. which are the ones that you put in the washing machine, and basically what they do is they prevent the microfibers. 
uh, from getting out of, which is, you know, microfiber pollution in the oceans. It's such a big topic. And, um, you know, because obviously all the synthetic stuff we wear um, releases that. So, yeah, so that was like, I was really happy and really proud of finally buying my happy bag. Um, and, uh, well, another one is I don't buy, for example, I mean, the most sustainable thing you can do, you know, as, as a lot of um, pioneers of the sustainable fashion movement, you know, like Orso de Castro, which I, I know and I, I admire very much, or Olivia Firth. I mean, what they say is like the most sustainable thing you you can wear is what you already have in, in your wardrobe. And, and also, so, so what I t- try to do is I try to buy secondhand most times. And, um, yeah, so, and, and I just don't, don't buy a lot of, uh, new clothes. I think, yeah, the most sustainable thing you can do is, is rewear and, uh, you know, purchase what already is already in the world, which, you know, there's so much, so much clothing already made, uh, instead of kind of, you know, new resources and encouraging kind of new production, I think. Re- reusing and recycling is always well, I mean, and also once you start doing this it gets you know you get into this new habit and it's quite rewarding and also with clothes what I've also done recently I mean I've done that for quite a while but um, sometimes you just get bored of some of the clothes that you've been wearing a lot so I just put them aside you know I tidy them in like in my cupboards you know far away from me and then you take them out like, you know, six, seven months later and you're actually really happy to see them again and you, you know, you wear them again, basically. So kind of like... A new- I love that. I love yeah. That. yeah. So, you know, because there's things like, for example, sweaters or like, you know, there's a dress that you probably wore like all summer or all winter and you just, you know, you just don't want to see it anymore and actually you really like it, but just put it aside, you know, it misses one season and then the season after that, like, you know, you just take it out and actually you're quite happy to see it again. So good. I, I love that too. Yeah, I, I think it's good because I've noticed, for example, I've been selling a lot on Vinted, which gives me so much satisfaction because I, yeah, I'm, I'm selling a lot of my, my old clothes there. And um, actually, the weird thing is that, so a lot of the things I'm giving away are in a bag and they often stay there maybe for, you know, even a month. But then when I'm ready to take it out and I kind of give it to, you know, whoever has ordered it, I often then look at it again, kind of on a, from a different perspective. And I'm like, actually... You know, I hadn't seen it in months because it wasn't that bad, but actually it's, it's quite nice. And I tried on and, and more than once. I've kind of ended up, you know, using it again and falling in love with it again. I think it's... Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, it's kind of similar to what you were saying in a way. Yeah, yeah. So you just you just fall in love with it after a while. It's just that we're just so used also to having new things in our lives that just, it, it's, it's a way of having it new, basically. Totally, I agree. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Vera. It was great to have you on Forward Minds. Um, you know, everybody can find Viola's beautiful brand, Casaparini, on the Forward Labs uh, website. Um, and I hope you will enjoy it. Uh, thank you so much for being here. And, uh, and see you soon, Viola. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Joy. It was a pleasure. Thanks for joining us today on the Forward Minds. Head over to theforwardlab.com to join the conversation and access the show notes. 